Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 6.30 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio. 6.30 Chad. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Esco with you. It's 105 at Edmonton. Hour number two of Oilers Now brought to you by our title sponsor, Digitex. We wish you and yours all the best during these challenging and uncertain times. Digitex.ca is Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office technology and software. We're going to get right to it. Uh, it says everything you need to know about a guy. Uh, unsolicited, uh, Brian Burke, uh, the president of hockey operations for the Pittsburgh Penguins, said, Hey, Bob, I should come on Chad and talk a little playoffs. Uh, he was checking in on us Saturday during the course of the Oilers' uh, final regular season game. We welcome back to the show. Heck, we'll do it for our friends for Canadian Power Pack, even though we haven't paid Brian yet for the 2021 season. Uh, the Pittsburgh Penguins, president of hockey ops on the River Creek Resort Casino Hotline, Brian Burke. Brian, how are you? I'm good, Bob. How are you? Good. I, we gotta we gotta even up the score here. So I gotta I gotta call in some favors. We had a little bit of change of management structure over here at Chorus, but we're working on it. Well, the, the checks in the mail. You know what I'm saying? But anyhow, uh, and you've never said a word about it, which just tells me everything. You love hockey so much. Uh, let's let's get to your the game your team played yesterday. One bounce game. You knew it was going to be a tough series. Just your thoughts on what you saw. Well, we didn't play our, our best hockey at all, and uh, we think we have a lot better to come tomorrow. And uh, they played well. They're, they're a good team. They rely on their structure. They're well coached. Uh, we think we can play a much better game tomorrow, and we will. I know that there's some people sort of pointing to Tristan Jari, and I remember Tristan during the 13-14 uh, Memorial Cup playoff run for the Edmonton Oil, Oil Kings, last WHL team to claim that championship. And every time he had a tough start, he bounced back. I know there was a portion during your season, maybe right around the time you got there, where you guys were taking on a little bit of water, but he really settled down the stretch. Just your thoughts on, uh, on, on the Oil Kings netminer, who right now is your guy in between the pipes. Well, we're not playing, and we're not, we didn't get home ice without Tristan Jarry. We're not a playoff team without Tristan Jarry. He's been excellent for us since we got here, and we have great confidence in him. So probably not the best game for him. But uh, we're confident in his ability to bounce back and his ability to win games. He's been tremendous for us. Did you know how good Brian Dumoulin was before he went to the Penguins? Yeah, I, maybe not as good as – we have a saying in hockey, you don't know how good your team is until you know. And that means that you know, if you ask me about the Edmonton Oilers, I can rattle off some about every player without looking at notes and talk about strengths and weaknesses. But you don't know the players until you watch them practice every day and travel with them and get to know them. And uh, I always knew he was an elite defender, but he's uh, he's been terrific for us. He was a great player in college, and he's been a good pro. Because uh, uh, I know he was out for a stretch, and then when he came back, that's when your team really took off. Sidney Crosby, you joked when you took the job. Well, now I, I finally got Crosby. Uh, this guy had a, I mean, he had a heart trophy, you know, in consideration type of season for your squad. What is it like watching him? up close and personal on a day-to-day basis, Brian? Well, I wish everyone could watch Sidney Crosby practice because he practices just as hard as he plays, and he drives the practice. You don't have a choice on our team 
but to work hard and practice because the captain's doing it every single day. He's out early, he stays out late, works on very specific parts of his game, works on very specific shot placements and shots from poor angles and works on tipping pucks. Like, he had an unbelievable tipping goal yesterday, and then I watched him today, he's out there practicing tipping pucks again. He probably tipped 20. What does it mean to have fans back in the buildings in the U.S.? Oh, it's huge. The players love it. I mean, it's it's. And we're we're going to fifty percent capacity tomorrow. The the deadline was uh, the new restrictions or regulations kicked in today. So we had uh, we we're twenty five percent, I think, last night. We'll go to fifty percent tomorrow. So it'll be it'll be a loud building. Brian, yesterday I watched your game, and then a little bit later on I watched Florida and Tampa, and it reminded me of the 1991 playoff series between Edmonton and Calgary where they just hammered the living you-know-what out of each other. It was awesome. and But I I, I wonder, did the, did the fans play a factor in sort of enhancing uh, what we saw? Because, you know, Florida's been a quiet building over the years, and those two teams just got out, and, and they're structured where they've got a little bit of uh, that in their lineup. I know you have an appreciation for that as well. Uh, but, but that's what it's supposed to be, isn't it? At this time of season, it's supposed to have some physical aggression and intensity. I really enjoyed that game. That was uh, they got out. They got after it right away too. It didn't. The game didn't feel each other out a little bit and build up to that. They got after it right out of the gate, and I enjoyed it very much. A lot of physical play, a lot of scrums. Um, I enjoyed it. it. Was I was sorry to see that game end. Uh, not to, I, I would never ever disrespect, uh, a Barry Trotz coach team. He's a real good coach, but he's a counter strike coach. Is it, is it more challenging when you're playing a team that is, you know, really focused on defensively structuring and maybe not that interested in, in all the time trade? They got guys that can trade chances, but they're pretty selective in how they do it and they always revert back to that structure and process in their game. Does that make them a, a difficult team to go up against? Yes, they're very hard to play against. They're opportunistic. They don't take chances that they don't think are high-quality high chances. They'll have a real good chance of success to get a good scoring chance. And so they're, uh, they're patient. They rely on their structure. They recover the puck, and then they're patient. And um, uh, they are hard to play against. But we had good success against them in the regular season. And like I say, we'll be better tomorrow. Pittsburgh Penguins President of Hockey Operations, Brian Burke, Bob Stoffer with you. Brian, uh, when you left to go uh, to the Penguins, uh, you were a weekly guest again for Canadian Power Pack. Did you envision that Connor McDavid could get to 100 points uh, in 56 games? He actually got it done in 53. He's had an unbelievable season. Yeah, that's the best part of leaving Calgary. I didn't want to leave Calgary. I was sad to leave, but the best part is I didn't have to watch him play against my team all those times. So I used to stop. I would hold my breath when he got the puck. I'm not exaggerating. I would hold my breath. And he's had just a phenomenal, phenomenal season. He's a great player. Uh, Does it it kind of, like, it's funny, because Dreisaitl won the MVP, the Hart Trophy, last year, Brian. He basically had the same points per game. He had one and a half this year, 1.5. He was at 1.54 last year. He was plus 29 this year. He's second in the league in plus minus. He led the league in power play. He's not even, like, I don't even think he's in consideration, Brian, for the MVP because of the year Connor had and because he's also in Edmonton. And I guess that just comes with the territory when you're playing on a team like McDavid that can take all the air out of the room because of what he can do. Well, I think Leon Dreisaitl deserved to be the MVP last year. I really think he's a special player, but I think Connor took it personally. 
And I think he's came back and said, I'm going to show people who the most valuable player is in this league. And he's been untouchable this year. We've had some great performances across the league. You know, Austin Matthews is having a phenomenal, having a phenomenal year, but uh, he's just buried everybody in the point race. He's just been spectacular. You you had a lot of time for Montreal at the start of the year. So did I. I like the heaviness of their deep. They've been injured. Uh, they're getting some guys back. I don't know. Do you, what are your expectations? I mean, is it the playoffs? Did anybody can win a playoff series? How would you assess Montreal and Toronto? Well, I think the gamble was, uh, or the assumption was, that they were deep down the middle coming out of the bubble. And I think they, they thought they'd get that level of play from all their centers, and they really haven't. I think that's the biggest thing. And um, I still like the moves that uh, that Mark Bergeron made. I, I think he made some really quality decisions and put good people in place. But it just hasn't worked out. So I, I don't know what the, I don't know what their chances are. And I'm in a different role now, anyway. I'm not going right. to comment right. on someone's right. chances. And but but I do. Uh, I thought they'd be better because I was on the media side at that point and uh, predicted they'd be the best team in the North Division, and they haven't been. Yeah, obviously injuries are available. But i got to ask you this. Last year at this time, we, we talked about other issues. When you're down in Pennsylvania, how like in Pittsburgh, can you go to a restaurant? I know you guys are up to 50% attendance for tomorrow's game. The U.S., I think, is around, uh, you know, 78 to 80 out of 100, uh, you know, not that they have they have shots, but there's you know there's a fair amount. I think there's 240 or so million uh, COVID shots have gone out there in terms of the vaccine shots. Uh, what's it like right now in in Pittsburgh? Well, things are opening up, and I live in a kind of heavily populated part of downtown where there's a lot of restaurants and bars, and they're certainly busy the last couple of days. We had a beautiful weekend. Um, but I haven't been in a bar or a restaurant since I moved here. We're still bubbled with the players. We get tested every right. day. We're not allowed to go out in public. So I could, you know, usually I'd say, well, I thought there's a really good Irish bar about three blocks away. And if you don't know what temptation is for a guy named Burke to walk past an Irish bar without going in. Um, but I haven't tried any restaurants or bars, and I won't until we're, until we're done playing. Yeah, uh, and for maybe educate our listeners a bit here, Pittsburgh really is a beautiful city, isn't it? It's a great city. It's a it's a steel city. It was famous for steel mills, and they've done a lovely conversion into a, a medical technology and high tech uh, job based economy here. It's a great place to live. Great people, and I can't wait to start enjoying the city a little more. But so far, it's been driving by everything. All right. Brian, look, we appreciate your time. Thank you for joining us on short notice. Best of luck in the playoffs. And uh, we look forward to hopefully maybe seeing you in August as well. I hope so. Awesome stuff. Thanks a lot. That is Brian Burke, the president of hockey operations for the Pittsburgh Penguins. Uh, there's a couple of events coming up. One of them is the uh, Battle of Alberta Golf Tournament, which is scheduled for the first week uh, of August for the um, – uh, yeah, uh, for Central Alberta uh, Advocacy Center for Children. And I'm really looking forward to getting involved in that event again with Terry Lowen uh, and Al Sims and company. It's a terrific event uh, every year. I think it's already sold out if they're going to have it. And hopefully we get to the point where we can golf. Uh, by, and I'm not a golfer. I'm just a guy that occasionally goes and shows up and MCs at golf tournaments. But that event was spectacular back in 2018. And uh, Brian Burke... Uh, 
is a guy who has lent his uh, voice to numerous causes. We appreciate having Brian uh, on the show. Pittsburgh Penguins, you heard them. They're expecting a bounce back. They know they can play better. A couple tough ones yesterday against Tristan Jari. We'll see what happens. And you heard John Shannon talk about the fact that Dumoulin, significant injury for the Penguins as well. All right, uh, 117 in Edmonton. We'll get to your texts, the North Division report as well. Still to come, we'll tell you guests and orders now receive good certificates to Japanese Village now open for takeout orders. Full details at jvedmonton.ca. This is Orders Now. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Man, oh man, we got lots of texts rolling in right now. You can text us at 780-496-0063, the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Bob, Austin Matthews is impressive from the Maple Leafs, but he's no Robert Lewandowski. Uh, pulling out the Bayern Munich reference for maybe the best striker in the world at this time. You can text us at 780-496-0063. Uh, welcome back, Brian Burke. We miss you. That text rolls in. Well, we're not going to be getting them on a regular basis, I can tell you that. Uh, this texter, Kevin in Vancouver, says, Bob, Berkey nailed it. Connor McDavid this season has been on a mission. Another texter, Darren, says, Bob, great show. Where will the Canadian teams play in the playoffs after our division is settled? Well, the winner of the Canadian division, uh, it's whatever, who's got the most points that's left of the remaining divisional winners. And so it goes by order of points. So in other words, TBA. If you're asking me whether or not... uh, the Canadian teams will be playing in Canada. That's going to be a month from now. I think they will be. That's my guess. Uh, wait and see. We got a lot of, it's, it's funny. You have certain agencies and certain media outlets that every day update the amount of new, uh, cases that have hit, as an example, province of Alberta, or how many positive cases are out there and not necessarily updating the amount of vaccinations that are taking place. Uh, Case in point, since the start of May, uh, let's go May 1st, Alberta was at 1.6 million people vaccinated. We are now just under 2.2 million. So that's 600,000 uh, 600, people have been vaccinated in the first 17 days uh, of the month in the province of Alberta, or there's been 600,000 vaccinations over the course of the last 17 days. Oh, well, that'd be math. Well, 15 would be uh, 40,000 a day. So it's under 40,000 a day. Uh, the last three or four days have been higher, by the way. They've up, they've all been, uh, over, uh, 40,000 a day for the last three straight days in terms of vaccination totals. Got to keep that coming. I, I think the Canadian teams will end up playing in Canada, at least the games that they've got. There you go. Uh, you can text us at 7804960063. Uh, JD, he's having some fun. He says he got his microchip yesterday. Well, now they know where you are. Is that what the <laughs> some individuals think out there? I don't know. Uh, Bob, I wanted to hear Brian's perspective about the Oilers and the Jets matchup. You only asked him questions about Pittsburgh. Well, the problem is once he goes to work for Pittsburgh, it makes it a little bit more challenging. We went down that path on Montreal, and it was pretty clear. Uh, Bob, we should only open for vaccinated fans only. You can text us at 780-496-0063. We'll have to see how this all uh, works. Hmm. Rick and Jasper says, Bob, I love having Brian Burke on the show. I wonder if he's changed his stance on Morrissey being a far better 
defenseman, the Darnell Nurse, like he mentioned previously on Oilers Now. Hmm. Well, we just had John Shannon say, look, a lot of people's attitudes towards Darnell Nurse have dramatically changed as a result of this past season. I, I always found, uh, you heard Brian talking about the work ethic of Sidney Crosby. And for me, that's the thing that I always bet on with Darnell. And I, I, I reference this, uh, I know that Sean uh, Bell was on the uh, Sportsnet panel with me, the last one I'll be doing it because it's a regional. The, every other Oilers game this year will be a national uh, broadcast. But McDavid, Dreisaitl, and Darnell, you know, 24, 25, 26, they, they all turned out during the course of this season. Those guys are going to set the, the work ethic standard for the younger players, and I think it'll be particularly impactful for the guys that are, you know, 23 and under. So that would be Poli Arvey and Yamamoto, which is not to say those players don't have drive, but now they have a standard and a level that they get to watch on a day-to-day basis. What's it going to be for McLeod and Holloway in the future up front? What's it going to mean for Bouchard and Broberg? And by the way, i got a lot of time for Bouchard. I know there's a couple of media guys in town. I think one of them was the same guy that used to crap on Jeff Petrie all the time. You know, Evan Bouchard's going to be a big-time player. Absolutely going to be a big-time player. And he might be a big-time player sooner than people think. Because I have complete confidence that if Tyson Berry were to elect to sign a you know parlay this year into a big long-term deal with another organization, I think that the Oilers could have equally as good of a power play next year with Evan Bouchard on it. Just processes the game on an elite level. He's got a terrific shot. An absolute bomb. We'll tell you that some guests and Oilers now receive gift certificates to Japanese Village, now open for takeout orders. Full details at jvedmonton.ca. As we go to our North Division report for Craig Hummel at Remax Excellence. And here's Brendan Escott. Edmonton and Winnipeg kick off the North Division playoffs on Wednesday, 7 p.m. Puck drop. Uh, is it Jack and Bob or Cam and Bob for this one? It's Jack and Bob. Uh, Jack, Bob, Reed and Rob with a little bit of help from Cam as well. <laughs> all for the playoffs. But it's Jack, Jack and me the rest of the way. There you go. And I believe that includes extended City Ford face-off shows the rest of the way right. for the playoffs as yes. well. Beginning 5 p.m. for the 7 o'clock puck drop. Then on Thursday, it's the Maple Leafs and Montreal Canadiens meeting in the postseason for the first time in 42 years. We had the, the chuckle at Calgary and Vancouver. Actually not a bad contest by the time it was said and done last night, Bob. They'll wrap up the NHL's regular season with a back-to-back set tomorrow and Wednesday. We have a trade. Brought to you by Craig Hummel at Remax Excellence. Finding your dream home, listing your old home, it all starts at soldtodayedmonton.ca. Find it, love it, move in. We have a trade in the Western Hockey League and a subtle little move made uh, by Kurt Hill, the GM of the Edmonton Oil Kings. He's added a little bit of size and toughness to next season's team. He's traded... Uh, pending 20-year-old Liam Keeler. So the Red Deer Rebels are going to add a little bit of skill. Uh, Keeler uh, is a guy that uh, certainly has had some offensive ability, sort of a second-line scorer for the Oil Kings, uh, but he was not going to get kept uh, ahead of Josh Williams and uh, Carter Such, who were at better than a point per game last season. They're going to get kept as 20-year-old forwards. So Liam Keeler has been moved to the Red Deer Rebels, uh, where he'll be a top-six player for the Rebels, in a deal for a guy who'll be a 19-year-old forward next year, Jackson Weeb, who's a very aggressive, physical, third-line right-wing type of player. There's an old saying in the car business, cars cost less than Wetaskiwin. Brent Ridge Ford is a 10-time President's Diamond Award winner for customer satisfaction. They are open six days a week to serve you. They follow all COVID protocols to protect both customers and staff. Uncle Mel says they're low on used vehicle inventory. Now, 
is the perfect time to sell. Let the gang at Brent Ridge Ford lend a hand. You can reach them one eight seven seven four seven seven thirty six seventy three or visit brentridge.com. Off to a global news weather traffic update. I'll have an update from the farm. Bakersfield head coach Jay Woodcroft when we return on Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad.